morning, everyone. It's October 30th, and you're listening to So Inappropriate. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have the best guest today. I'm so excited. That's why it's a little late this week. Um, We had to work around her really busy schedule, but it's an old friend of mine. I've known her for years in a professional capacity, and she's actually a professional astrologer on the side. So um, her name is Astro Maggi. And she is, like I said, a professional astrologer. She works on Zoom. She's really, really, really smart, really accurate, really cool, very interesting. And I was feeling a little bit strange because of what's going on in the world and the country and our schools and just everything. And I sort of thought it would be fun to contact her and have her give us a reading and talk about what's going on with the planets the next couple months and see if we can get some answers. And it's really jam-packed, really interesting. She's very thorough. Um, I think I followed most of it, but I'm going to have to... I wrote a couple things down because I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. But it's okay. It's okay. It'll make me smarter. So anyway, um, hope you're having a great week. I didn't get to posting my what to watch this week because... Well, I forgot, and I was like in a scheduling snafu thing, and it all worked out fine. But I want to tell you that something you need to do is listen to the Kanye West interview with Joe Rogan. So if you're not familiar with Joe Rogan, I I think he's he's like the number one podcaster on every chart. Joe Rogan is a former comedian, and he just started... He started his podcast in the hopes of like promoting his fellow comedians and he would bring people on that like weren't really making a lot of traction in the comedy world that he thought were great and he would interview them and give them a platform from which to you know show the world their comedy so and not unlike a David Letterman or a Leno in the old days when they used to bring on young comedic talent to try to help them Joe started out um doing that for young comedians and it's actually his podcast has grown so much that I mean, he's now talking to Kanye West, et cetera, et cetera. He has, I think he's like the new Howard Stern in terms of just a, what a fantastic interviewer he is. So give him a, give him a listen. His episodes are like, I'm not kidding. They're three hours long. So it's good. You can like clean your entire house like three times listening to him. So it's funny. Um, (laughs) Joe Rogan had to shut down his podcast for COVID for about two weeks One of his producers got COVID and instead of doing it himself, he shut the whole thing down. He didn't want to get anyone sick, whatever. And I was like, Joe, I can produce my own podcast. You can too. It's super easy. Get anchor. But no, he had to shut it down. So he's now back. Um, You know, no one works for me because my shit is self-produced. So I'm just saying. COVID might take out the whole operation if I ever got it again. But anyway. So I do have that leg up on Joe Rogan. I am completely self-sustainable. So Rogan's back. Um, I actually, like, don't laugh. I compare myself to Joe Rogan, like, all the time, which is pure insanity, I know, because Joe million, Joe Rogan has 9 million subscribers, and I have 9. <laughs> Averaging, like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually pleased with that. We're growing every single week. I'm working really hard. I'm getting better at it, but... I mean, it's pretty dumb that I compare myself to Joe Rogan, but I like his style. I think he's he's a great interviewer. He's like what Howard Stern used to be before Howard Stern got all like political and like annoying. So I listened to Kanye on Saturday, which is the day the Rogan podcast came out with him. And as I said, Joe's episodes are about three hours long each. So I listen in parts. I do an hour, then I have to pick up the kids or whatever. So I listened to an hour of it. And then I went out on Saturday night and I was telling everyone, oh, you got to listen to Kanye West on Joe Rogan. He sounded like really sane and interesting. Well, then I finished it on Sunday and I don't know what the fuck I was talking about because the second two thirds of that interview, the guy is certified. Okay. So now I'm like, I look like the biggest tool for telling people how great it was that Kanye was saying all this profound shit. He did not answer one question properly and went off on these crazy tangents after the first hour, which I thought he sounded great. Anyway, I think that's the trend for men who are running for president. Like you just have someone ask you a question and just talk in a giant run on sentence for two and a half hours. And 
some of it will be fine and some of it is insane. So, but what I like about Joe Rogan is that he just shuts up and lets people talk. Like he'll lead in, he'll he'll pop in a question every 20 minutes, but he really just lets people do their thing. So I like that about him. He doesn't interview them. He just like guides the discussion. He's got a really calm voice. The person just goes for, I don't know. He makes people feel comfortable and they just like explode. It's kind of great. So I'm sure he had like talking points for Kanye West. <laughs> and then, I don't know, Kanye West starts talking about space travel and Joe Rogan's like, oh, fuck it. And just sits back and lights a joint. But it's some highlights. So Joe, Joe asked him, what would you do as president, Kanye West? Because don't forget, Kanye's on the ballot in like five states. I don't think it is in New York because I haven't voted yet. But I, I think he's definitely in California. And Kanye's like... He just starts talking about how he hates that Joe Biden and Donald Trump wear white business shirts. And then he starts going off about fashion. As if Donald Trump would wear, like, one of his, like, ripped up tan sweatshirts, okay? The whole thing was about shirts. He's like, and 15 minutes later, Joe's like, well, as I asked you before, what would you do differently as president? And he said something about, Kanye said something like, I would fix the national debt. And Joe goes, oh, how would you propose doing that? And Kanye's, Kanye says, yeah, we're in debt, you know, $300 trillion or whatever it is. And he goes, Joe, how much does the earth cost? And Joe says, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. And he's like, well, could, could we just outright buy the earth and take over other economies in other countries to offset our debt. I mean, it was crazy. All right, so listen to this Joe Rogan interview. It's pretty good. It's it's worth your time. It's just, it's a, maybe it's not, I don't know. It's a lot of nonsense, but I, I just find it interesting that Kanye West, who's not a serious candidate for president at all in the slightest, has had more of a platform to explain himself and his beliefs and what he would do as president for more than the two people actually running for president have. So keep that in mind. That's how fucking weird our country is right now. I know more about what Kanye West wants to do for our country than Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Um... Okay, Emily in Paris. I guess I have to talk about this because everybody's talking about it. All right, Emily in Paris. It's everyone is talking about this show. It's 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 pretty bad, but it's good. It's it's bad, but it's good. I like to see shows where people aren't like in my home taking care of children and they're not wearing masks. And this is nice cuz it's set in Paris. So this girl Emily moves to Paris to help launch a perfume for a marketing company or something like that, that whatever, it would never fucking happen. She's like 22 years old. I've worked for marketing companies. They would send the vice president, a 51 year old single guy with glasses. Okay. They would not send this hot chick that graduated college five minutes ago. Whatever. Fine. Suspend your disbelief. She moves in this apartment building and the shower doesn't work. It's <laughs> French and there's mean French people. No, no, no. She wears ridiculous outfits that no one would ever wear. Kind of like Carrie Bradshaw. Apparently Michael Patrick King wrote this, who's the producer of Sex and the City. Her best friend is this girl, this Asian girl, and she's the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. Just look her up. But she's got a really good voice. She sings karaoke in a few episodes. And the best friend is like 47 year. It's She's like a 47-year-old Asian woman. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Emily sleeps with everybody. So she's real skanky, which I kind of like. And then there's like the token gay guy in the office. There's a terrible scene where Emily sleeps with a 17-year-old boy. And everyone thinks it's hilarious. Um, I think this show was like, <laughs> they, they were like running out of shit at Netflix and they found it in the back room with dust on it at Netflix that they bought, you know, 10 years ago and just like never bothered to put on. And they're like, oh shit, we need a show. What do we got? What do we got? Like they heard that France was locking down again. It's like, do we have anything French? 
hey, um, hey, uh, send Vanessa back there. She's, in, you know, the intern. Yeah, the intern down there in programming. Yeah, sure. Oh, hey, Vanessa. Oh, hi. Yeah, Vanessa, could you go in the back and get one of those old shows, you know, that we bought? Like, get one of those old shows we've been saving. Oh, this one? Yeah, over there next to, uh, back there. Oh, the Leah Michelle dating show? No, 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 not that, not that. Keep going. Oh, the, the Ellen DeGeneres makeover show? No, no, try again. Keep going back. Emily in Paris? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It says here it tested well with LBGTQ teenagers in suburban markets. Yes, that's perfect. Pull that out. Yes. Emily in Paris. It's on Netflix. There's, I don't know, there's like five episodes or something. I, I can't wait for season two, but I also hated it. Thank you. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Scott Peterson is getting another trial. So I'm one of these people. My husband told me never to say this in public, but I'm one of these people that is not convinced that Scott Peterson is guilty. Now, I'm not saying he didn't do it, okay? I am too, 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 too far sophisticated of a crime crew, true crime person to, you know, care about that. My point is, I don't believe Scott Peterson had a fair trial. I believe there was a lot of evidence that was not presented at the trial. I have combed through this with a fine tooth comb. There were so many things that were not present in that trial. Number one, I'll make this quick because it's not that important, but number one, the robbery at the house across the street from Lacey Peterson's house. They never established the correct date of when that armed robbery took place. So when they finally found out that the robbery across the street from the Peterson's house on the day she was allegedly out walking her dog on Christmas Eve, they just basically they have they found out later that the house across the street was being robbed by armed robbers the morning Lacey Peterson was reported missing and she was allegedly seen by several witnesses walking her dog. I think that's a huge thing. The judge said it was inadmissible in the trial, but if there's an armed robbery going on across the street at the exact time when Five to six people said they saw you out in the neighborhood walking your dog. At the house across the street, there was a robbery. How is that inadmissible? It's, I mean, to me, that's like a huge red flag. Like, they could have done it. She could have seen something going on, confronted them. We all know she was like a fiery little thing that fought with Scott all the time with a big fat mouth. And they could have taken her, who knows? I'm just saying. That's going to be brought up at the next trial. But the reason for the for the trial um, being held again is there's a woman who they have it's come to light that one of the women that served on the trial and voted to put him away had a daughter that was abused and I believe murdered by a boyfriend. So that's important because of bias, right? So if you have and this was all before she served on the jury. So if you have, if you're serving on a trial where you're, the, the person is accused of stealing pizza from Domino's and your brother-in-law owns a pizza shop, you should not serve on that trial. It's conflict of interest. You should not be able to, to stand on that trial. And it should have been disclosed and it wasn't. So Mark Garagos, who's a very famous criminal defense attorney, is going to be Scott's lawyer, so I don't know. Watch this space. Something could come of it. I also watched the entirety of Unsolved Mysteries Season 2 on Netflix. There were less episodes this time around. I think there was like four or five. They were not as strong, but one really one of the episodes really stood out to me. Um, and I posted about this on my Instagram, so you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But the Lady in the Lake episode is about a woman named Joanne Romaine. And you got to watch it, but basically it kind of sent me down a rabbit hole and it's, it's given me some nightmares, but Joanne Romaine was a mother of two daughters recently separated from her husband. And one night she went missing. It was about 10 years ago. I think it was 2010. And whoever the, the police quickly ruled it a suicide, but basically the daughters are like, there's no way. And there's tons of evidence throughout the episode 
that proves to it not being a suicide. And I've watched it three times and every single time I pick up on more stuff and I'm like so angry at the Gross Point Michigan Police Department for basically sweeping this under the rug and doing nothing about it. And her brother is a crooked cop in the Gross Point Michigan area. So I'm like, okay, is the and he had he had a lot of mob ties. And the reason why I brought this up on my Instagram this week is my question, I'm from the New York area, so I hear mob stuff all the time, but I've never heard of it being a part of like the Gross Point, Michigan area. So I, I asked on the, on the, on my Instagram, has anyone heard about this? Are you from that area? And someone wrote back to me, they live in the Gross Point area about 15 minutes away. And she said, yeah, there's actually like tons of mob people still like around here from the auto industry days. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. So that to me now feels plausible. So I don't know. I think they need to revisit this case. Go watch it. We can go into it more maybe next week. I feel like not enough people have maybe watched this yet. The second series of Unsolved Mysteries launched and not a lot of fanfare this time around. So I feel like not as many people have seen it, but that episode really haunts me. I've had like three dreams about it. I think she was murdered, and I think her skeevy brother had something to do with it. Anyway. Today's guest is a really good old friend of mine, Magdalene Bashir, also known as at Astromagi, M-A-J-I, is an astrologist, an alchemist, a tarot reader, and a Reiki healer. Her personal page, and her astrology page are full of fun, spiritual guidance, tarot card readings, testimonials from clients. Um, people love her. She's been right about several, several, several things that have been going on in the world lately. She's very knowledgeable on astrology. She seems to know everything. She goes completely in depth and explains the difference between a professional astrologer such as herself and a newspaper astrologer. And I'm so pleased to have her here today. She made me feel so much better about the state of the world and my own personality traits. Maji, welcome to the show. So. Legally, just let me know. Of course. <laughs> so, Astro Maggi, tell us who you are, who you are, and what a little bit about what you do. Who am I? That is a really nice question, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well... I am a, an astrologer, I'm a tarot reader, I'm a Reiki healer, um, and a big animal lover and supporter, um, like super, super huge into um, dog rescue, things like that. Um, I came to the United States when I was five, going on six, uh, to Queens uh, near Astoria uh, from Beirut, Lebanon. So um, I'm of like Middle Eastern descent. Um, basically Lebanese, Armenian, and a little bit Italian. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, doing the thing. I, during the day, I'm actually, as you know, um, into digital production. Mm -hmm. So I lead the New Jersey office with a counterpart for pharmaceutical advertising. Um, and I moonlight as, uh, as all of this, as, as Astro Maggi, basically. And hopefully one day this will be my full-time job. <laughs> How did you get into this, astrology? I got into it, um, I believe, I, gosh, it was probably like when I was 20 was when I really started reading up on it. Um, I went through like this weird breakup, right? And I was like basically 23, I think, when that happened. And I felt like my whole life was over. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, researching because when I was younger, you know, like like I'm talking about like a, a 15, 14, you know, I would be like, oh, let me read my horoscope in the, in the newspaper. And a lot of times, you know, they're accurate. A lot of times they're not, you know, because they're based upon sun signs and they're not necessarily based upon your entire chart so somebody you know like let's let's take like two tourists right like like you're a taurian and somebody else could be a taurian my husband maybe having oh nice that's right greg's a taurian okay so you can literally ha be having the best day of your life and he may be having a challenging day so because just because you guys are both, you know, Taurus doesn't mean your charts are the same. Like even twins in life sometimes make different decisions. So you'll notice like one twin might be 
you know, uh, married with five kids, the other twin may be like joining the Peace Corps and like not want to settle down and be like wild and rambunctious. It's like funny because it really does, you know, take into account a little bit of free will, but it is literally a blueprint and the map of your life from when you're born. Everybody has a unique um, blueprint and it's like uh, basically when you pull your astrological chart it shows you your strengths your weaknesses it shows you um, what you may be predisposed to do in your life things like that so when I was reading these horoscopes in the newspaper I was like they don't make sense all the time like one Leo could be getting divorced the other could be getting married like right. this work then all of a sudden I started to read up on a lot of books and when I started to read up on a lot of books, I came across Susan Miller, who obviously has Astrology Zone. Um, and I came across somebody named Cynthia Singleton, who wrote a book called The Soul Companion, who was like my mentor at the time. And um, we, she kind of gave me some lessons, and then I started reading on it. And then I took a course by Susan Miller, um, and I started to understand exactly how astrology worked. So from there, it really kind of mesmerized me. And it just took me down this like rabbit hole of like wanting to know, like all, you know, all the things like all the predictions. I love like predictive astrology. I love, you know, astrology for the soul, like for like past life stuff, or, you know, just like kind of checking when the best time to sign a document is, you know, things like that. So like, when you see, it's funny, because when you go from like, say, gen x millennial astrology to like now gen z like everything's kind of like memes you know but the funny thing is it takes knowledge to make these memes you know what i mean like yeah. so, so people could really you know laugh at them and, and relate to them things like that so whether you're old school you know classical um you know like the chris brennan's of the world or if you're you know somebody you know new like maybe like marin altman or you know uh, colin you know queer cosmos like it's like you'll you'll see like every single astrologer bring something different to the table and um not everybody is is doing the same thing you know which is really cool oh all right so when when people book a private session with you what do you do Basically, I pull their chart, mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because I definitely printed yours out so we could go through it a little bit, but awesome. I literally, um, I print out their birth chart um, or just, like, pull it up on the computer, and I go through their natal chart, which is, like, the, you know, the, the map of when you were born, you know what I mean? Like, where your planets were, um, what aspects you have, things like that, and then what I do is I go through the transits, which, which is what's happening in the sky right now. Mm -hmm. um as of you know october 29 2020 and then i kind of you know uh see what the aspects now are doing to your birth chart from when you were born and what may come up for you mm -hmm. um you know within the next couple months or years or whatever it is that we want to look into or if there's a specific question you know i would obviously um focus more on that question and then you know maybe even like pull a few cards for clarification things like that well i think everyone right now is like looking for answers, right? I just mm -hmm. think that like the world is so uneasy and I'm feeling anxious and unrested. And I think that the whole fear of the future is why I think it's, I'm so excited to talk to you today because I'm, I feel like I'm flailing about in an ocean. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's happening. I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared and I'm hopeful at the same time, but um, so I'm hoping what we talk about today will provide a little bit of clarity and some answers for some of us, because I know everyone is feeling this to some extent. Absolutely. I mean, you got to understand, like, the, for the first time in so many years, we have three planets traveling together, and it's, it's kind of like a shit show, because you've got Saturn which is the planet of restriction. It's uh, almost like the disciplinarian planet. People call it sky daddy because it like regulates you, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have Pluto, which is the planet of huge transformations, but usually no transformation usually comes without like a dark night of the soul, right? So like that's what's happening too. And then you have Jupiter, which is like expansion. So in the beginning of the year, when everything happened, you know, with the virus, basically these three planets collided within such a, a like a small, you know, like degree that you had everybody restricted, but also something traveling, you know, at the speed of light, like expanding, like, like all over the place and Pluto basically transforming the way we live. You know what I mean? So right. like you have these three planets so close together that it's actually wreaking havoc on the entire universe. <laughs> it's like nobody was safe. You know yeah. What I mean? So it was like a really rough time. And these planets are still, 
within close contact with each other. It's getting slightly better, but then there's another, you know, touch, I think, in November when it when I think it's Jupiter, Jupiter and Pluto, I think, are, are together. So I feel like that spells out um, what we're seeing now, right? Like numbers going up, you know, mm. things not 100% regulated, people fours, distancing people not, people feeling that their actual freedoms are taken away, other people saying, no, don't, you know, be safe. It's, it's all these things in the media right now you know, are a cause of this conjunction. And us astrologers, we've been talking about this for years. I mean, I think I brought this up once, like, in 2010, no lie. And (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. This stuff looks crazy. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I did not call um, a plague or anything like that. I think it was Leo King that did that. Um, He actually said there was going to be some kind of, like, virus or plague or something like that. What I thought was just going to be, like, a huge... Um, shift in consciousness which also happened right because now you see things you know um, on the news about everything race politics everything everything you possibly think of right so there's a division but then there's also collective consciousness and and getting together so it's like a beautiful thing and it's a not so beautiful thing because you know like it's just kind of like perspective but I feel like everybody can agree that you know, no, nobody thought it was going to last like eight, nine months, you know, and we're still going, mm. um, you know, shifting the entire landscape of the way people work. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, me and my preference is to work from home. So that didn't really bother me much. But what bothered me is, you know, not being able to just like mosey on down to wherever I wanted to go whenever I wanted to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if people are introverts, you want to go when you want, right? It's not necessarily yes. about always being out. But you kind of want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And you couldn't do that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's uh, it's definitely not um, uncommon to feel like you're you're floating in the middle of the ocean. Because I feel like that's what 2020 has been about thus far, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's so crazy. we talked about pulling a... You also do tarot. So we were going to... We talked about pulling a card for each sign. Yes. Shall we do that? Yes, we could do that. Oh, wait. Before Let's you, do it. Let's do it. Hold on. Before you begin... <laughs> yeah. Do you what is the what is the story behind the new astrological sign? Is that bullshit or is that real? It is kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Because when you when you think about classical astrology, when you think about it back in the day, you know, when you had like, you know, Romans and Greeks and everybody and, and Egyptians like running around. Everybody they chose one sign per month because of the way um, the division happens, you know what I mean? And even the Astro twins, if anybody wants to look it up, like it wrote a huge article about it. I, I actually have it in my story highlights if anybody wants to read it. Okay. But there really is no 13th sign because then what happens is you literally change the landscape and you're dividing things very differently. So the way that astrology happens, it's like there's decans, right? Which is like one, two, or three based upon how deep into a sign your sun is, right? So you can be born either zero degrees or you could be born 29 degrees of of a sign. So there's like literally 30 degrees of a sign from zero to 30. So if you're now slicing that and you're adding another sign, you're completely tipping off the entire equilibrium of everything that was created by classical astrologers, basically. Back in the day, the constellations, putting the wheel together, all of it. You know what I mean? You're basically just like astronomers like to mess with astrologers every ever so couple every couple of years they like to mess with us because they feel like it's not really science you know what i mean and they kind of like try try to throw wrenches in it and stuff like that so it was really astronomers that said no well if astrology is bullshit and if you want this is what it really should be so it's like who are you to tell us what it should be you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i would definitely say absolutely not you know okay. if some people want to take that into consideration you know go crazy i never will okay because it it's called Ophiuchus, right? Yeah, Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. Yeah. Horrible. Okay. Because yeah. with the addition of Ophiuchus, I then became an Aries, which I am not an Aries, and I I am rejecting this. No, absolutely not. I do not think so. <laughs> okay, no. good. So we're not going to draw a card for Ophiuchus. We're not. No. They okay. were never, with Astro Magic, you will never have a card for Ophiuchus. Okay, good. All right. No, I'm glad we cleared that up. It's been on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do the cards. Let's do the cards, yeah. and then we can do my chart. And then I have like some sil- well, they're not silly, but I have a question for you after. Yeah, totally. I know. I know you want to get to a little bit of election stuff. I totally have that for you too. I have it all for you. Don't worry. All right, cool. So when it comes to Aries, I pulled the Eight of Cups. So the Eight of Cups is synonymous with walking away from something that doesn't serve you. So you know, Aries are going to want to do things differently from the past, and they're going to kind of say like, to have something I've never had. I got to do something I've never done, you know? So there's a lot of moving on when it comes to Aries. Okay. 
when it comes to tourists, it's six of swords. So basically, a lot of tourists these these days are like moving away from bullshit. They they want nothing to do with drama. They're like really sick of like certain things going on, and it's almost like they have to make extremely difficult, sad choices. Even even though it might be rough emotionally, walking into the unknown, things like that. But you will only want to surround yourself with things that serve you, and you won't want to be around things that don't. Basically, okay. So it's very kind of similar Aries and Taurus, but Taurus is a little differently because it's like literally just cutting through like anything super difficult and not wanting to deal with that kind of stuff Mm. um, emotionally. When it comes to Gemini, you got five of cups. So it's like basically telling you to see the blessings before you, not what was behind you. You know what I mean? Like no use in uh, crying over spilled milk. Uh, there could be regrets for past choices. If it's the Gemini might be regretting it or the person that was with the Gemini could regret it and reach out. Uh, there could be some sadness over it. But when Gemini is ready, they have to realize that the blessings are awaiting them um, and they're going to be plenty. But it's first like don't look to the past so much, like look more for your future. And just to point out, um, um, Donald Trump is a Gemini. He is. He absolutely <laughs> is. He's actually he has to he has to see what's in front of him, not what's behind him. So all the all the stuff in the media and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, anything that bruises his ego, he has to kind of see through that. basically. I have to I, I wonder if he's listening. I don't know. He oh. may, I mean, maybe. maybe he's <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure if you give him an endorsement, he'll listen. I know. <laughs> um, cancer, basically. Cancer will find happiness with union. So they feel really happy about their significant others at the time if they're coupled. Hmm. I love being in their company, enjoying each other, filling each other's cup with blessings. If they are single, they may meet somebody that really does make them happy and they may want to pursue something with them. So cancers really have like a big love influence for November. Hmm. Um, Leo actually got their actual card, (laughs) which is strength. Wow. Um, You have a Leo rising. I have a Leo sun. So that makes sense, right? So strength willpower being able to withstand and overcome anything and go after what they want so there could be an issue that comes up you know that's a little bit you know upsetting or whatever it is but any issues that are handled with grace and compassion will allow them to move forward and be abundant and happy and all that stuff so that's a really good thing for for leo um when it comes to virgo they have the knight of cups so they're going to be focusing on making themselves feeling satisfied uh if there was a period of self-centeredness uh in their lives and it took center stage they'll reconnect with their loved ones and they'll be focused on filling their cup up and not spilling it they just really just want to basically pack it in with blessings and not necessarily drop the ball on in their own lives Mm -hmm. because a lot of times virgos are people that kind of serve others and not really look at themselves so much. So now it's like funny if they do that, their people surrounding them might be like, what's going on? Like, why are they thinking about themselves much when they really should be all along? So it's, it's really funny how Virgo got that. Um, Libra, you may feel you got the devil. Uh, you may be feeling enslaved to a way of life or a job or relationship. Uh, there could be unhealthy desires that tempt or consume. The devil sometimes is linked to like drinking too much or self-destructiveness or, you know, wanting clout or power, uh, wealth, pleasure, status, things like that. But Libra does have the ability to break free of any chains that bind them. And it's, it's basically all up to them how they want to move forward. Um, when it comes to Scorpio, which is their season. Oh, uh, it's the Joe, seven B- of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a Scorpio. He is a Scorpio. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually like i think like a quadruple scorpio he oh. has like the sun and venus right next to each other he's got score uh i think mercury or something like that I, I i'll tell you when i when i pull his chart up um seven of pentacles uh time for a break and some rest and relaxation hmm. um enjoying the birthday month uh been nurturing themselves in their projects so they're trying to see the rewards and results on the horizon if they're putting in hard work but uh, if they have not been putting in the work and effort uh they may actually feel a little bit sad you know that things are not happening as fast as they'd like them to happen basically so it Mm -hmm. depends on how much work like hard work and effort that they put in basically they reap the rewards when it comes to sag the chariot moving forward 
So it's a great card, basically. So the chariot sees uh, somebody basically dressed like in a leather jacket and like there's like a, a black sphinx and a white sphinx like near it. So it's like very much in like balance. It's very much about looking about light and the dark and taking steps forward to move forward and achieve the goals and go to places that they want to go to. And Sag actually is a very adventurous sign. So this makes a lot of sense in like getting the green light to kind of move forward on all their projects and what they want to come to achieve. Um, when it comes to Capricorn, uh, they have the five of wands, which is kind of like tension, you know, ready to defend, to defend their position. Sometimes it's friendly competition, but sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> so they feel like they're kind of going through an obstacle course, but it's nothing too serious. You know, sometimes like five of wands is more like petty stuff, things that you are not, it doesn't even have to be petty. It could be something where you have a task to complete and the other party is kind of like not giving you all the information or maybe they're, you know, stalling or maybe like you don't know what's going on. So it's kind of like this like tense feeling like I got to get this done. I have to get this done no matter what type of stuff. So you may feel a little tense. Um, when it comes to Aquarius, uh, they have the page of swords. So they're diving headfirst without fear into their visions and goals. Uh, the page of swords is always like super lightning fast, uh, young energy. Uh, so new opportunities can come through really quickly and very nicely too. And then last but not least, we got Pisces. So basically the world, which is a beautiful card. So it's, it's showing them that they've transcended all the obstacles and completed any kind of phases in their life where they feel like upheaval happened or drama or stress and stuff like that. So hard work paid off and um, they need to acknowledge where they have been and where they're going, basically. So okay. That is one card for sign. And how long is that? Is that for the month of November? That's for November, yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Oh, so I could get my, I could get you to pull a card for me every month Yeah, <laughs> as a lifetime customer of Astro Magi moving forward. <laughs> lifetime customers, <laughs> new, new offering. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, totally, man. All right. So that's my birth chart, huh? I did. I looked at your birth chart. It's pretty cool. I'm a little, um, I'm a little scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. I mean, there's nothing to be scared about, really. I mean, it's, uh, you know, your sun is in Taurus, right? So Taurus is a, is a sign that does usually like peace and is it can go really slowly. Like maybe your routines, like you don't like to be rushed. You know what I mean? Like you want to go at your own pace, things like that. Um, usually they like nature, surrounding themselves in beautiful things. You know, they are ruled by the planet Venus. So, you know, maybe nice clothes, nice surroundings, nice places that could really, you know, uh, please a Taurus. Also having the moon and Leo, that's definitely also, you know, a sign of liking the finer things in life. Um, also being strong, being stubborn, you know, being somebody that kind of um, has no pro no problem not backing down from something if they feel that they're right. Um, mm -hmm. You're also your Mercury's in Taurus. So that's actually how the way you communicate. Um, so you do have like some like a lot of sports energy you also have chiron there which is like known as the wounded healer so the 12th house is where your planets are and it's funny because i'm also a 12th house son so i feel like even if you are an earth sign and you kind of like to see proof when something happens like you do like to see you know it's it's not just about the unseen you actually would like to see documents of proof to to believe something yes. at the end of the day you also do have some um intuition i feel like your intuition is stronger than you let on and you actually probably do know if somebody's like bullshitting or if somebody's not you know uh telling the truth or something's like not for you like you may just not you know wholeheartedly dive into it you actually do have that um that intuition mm. uh basically your ascendant is in gemini so a lot of people see you as gemini so they might feel like um you know you're somebody that's like flighty and just kind of like you know communicative and obviously you have a podcast so you so you would like to talk and communicate mm -hmm. but also that you're just like cool and airy and witty and just fun and just like kind of like fluttering around you know what i mean so mm -hmm. that's how they see you but actually you're actually more stubborn like more fixed than that and you do have like um ideals and wishes and and things like that to, to come through to fruition you do have um mars uh saturn pluto and jupiter in your fifth house of children so it's interesting because i feel like in the beginning did you not think that you were gonna have kids no i i wasn't sold on the idea 
Yeah, I didn't think that she were because that's Saturn. I was like, Ooh, did she even want kids? It's no. funny, like the way I saw that. But then I feel like God blesses you <laughs> with multiples because Jupiter and Pluto, it's like there's they're in close proximity, like they're close proximity, and it's like here you go, transform your life. Your life will completely change from what you know it <laughs> due to your children. Yes. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Yes. And um your job will change you know throughout life too with Uranus obviously having something digital like a podcast makes sense right yeah because Uranus is the planet of unexpected events but it's also the planet of innovation so you know having something like a podcast really does make sense as well um even Neptune in the seventh house so like you may not have even been a hundred percent about marriage you may not even been a hundred percent about the person you were with at first but then like things start to like make sense and like you almost get signs and understand that things are supposed to move the way that they're supposed to move mm-hmm. um and things like that the third house the moon and leo that's interesting like do you have a relationship with your mother yeah i do okay great so do you feel like you're super close to her yes nice okay. I think so cool. through Third house moon, moons are usually your mother, right? Okay. So having a, the moon in Leo in the third house, I feel like that's like a lot of communication, mm. you know? And then having Venus in the 10th house, it's interesting because a lot of times people say fourth house is dad and 10th house is mom or 10th house is mom and fourth house is dad. Like it's literally like sometimes switched. And I see even your father, like Venus, like there's so much love, you mm. know what I mean? There as well um, yeah. in the 10th house. And Venus in the 10th house too, it's almost like when you marry – you, it's like almost like a really nice status kind of upgrade when you marry. It's really nice. Um, 12th house as well. Again, like, do you, did you ever have anybody in your family, like, basically in the hospital or, like, have, like, a big scare? I think I was actually with you. I just yeah, said that. Yeah, my dad. Remembered. Something happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah, my dad That's had right. um, a hip replacement, and he got, like, a really bad infection, and he was in the hospital for, like, five months. That's crazy. I yeah. remember that. And I think one time even your husband, your fiance at the time, I think it was, didn't he like get hurt like out of nowhere, like by accident or something and it was fine afterwards and like you were like losing it? I, I can't remember what he it got, was. But you know, we, yeah, he got like, um, yes, you, yeah, my husband got, uh, when I, th- I don't know if we were married or not, but he, he got a, like a weird migraine and like, like we thought he was having a stroke or something. It was like this really weird oh my God, thing. Yeah, it was yeah. really dramatic. And like, you didn't know what was happening. We were all like, what? Like, we yeah. freaked out. I'll never forget. That's why I remember it. Because it was like a dramatic thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because you have the, the Chiron there is like the wounded healer, right? So sometimes, and 12th house is behind the scenes. It's also can rule hospitals, jails, things like that. Things like that are can confined basically. So when you have it there next to uh, your, your Mercury in the 12th house, like it's like you may hear of close people uh, in your life basically being hospitalized, like and needing to heal from something. So like it's crazy, like how you have that placement mm. and it's, um, it's happened multiple times. It's, it's crazy. Like wow. it never fails. Um, yeah, it's 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 super cool. I mean, also North Node um, Cancer in the second house. So you know, uh, when you do work and for your income, it's like a good earning. You know, like you you're basically versatile. You know, you you know how to make money. You know how to plan and things like that. So that's always good. Uh, you mm-hmm. have a lot of planets right now transiting, like at at this moment, uh, Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in your eighth house of like. Um, shared income with your husband, uh, real estate, uh, things like that. So maybe you're buying or selling a house. Maybe you're investing in something. Maybe there's taxes that need to be paid or taxes that are owed, whatever it is. You know, at the end of the day, like there's a lot of financial stuff coming up for you. Good stuff? Yeah, I mean, it should be good stuff. I mean, I just think that you're rearranging a little bit, you know, like you may be rearranging and be like, okay, put this here, put that there, you know, earn this from that. Stuff like that, you know, like just a lot of calculations. I would like some more, I would like some more money. (laughs) Yeah, why not? You know, more passive income, maybe invest in something and rent it out, whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's there for you guys to discuss for sure. It's there's a lot of emphasis on that moving forward. Hmm. Uh, Your kids should have a good time because your Venus is is heading into the fifth house. So lots of like cute, I mean, the holidays are coming, right? So lots of cute like time Hmm. with the family. Um, which is really cool too. Eleventh house, uh, Uranus. Like, have you cut ties with any friends like the past couple of years? Oh yeah. There you go. Lots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes sense because I'm like, damn, like that definitely shook up that that house of friends. <laughs> I clean. I cleaned up a little. I took out the trash, Maggie. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all have to do it sometimes from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> 
when it comes to career, I think like you're you're on the fence. Like you you do have things you dabble in, but you're not a hundred percent sure yeah. of everything that you want to do. So I think you know that's something that you may figure out the next few years. It's not really anything that you need to be in a rush about, but I think you're coming up with innovative ways to make yourself happy. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing bad. <laughs> that is. Can I just say how like dead on that was? That's awesome. I'm glad that it was dead on. I mean, I've never happy. had this done before. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that I'm, I'm your first uh, astrology reading. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. But you're welcome so much. <laughs> it's kind of nice to, it's kind of nice to hear like, okay, the thing, I can't remember what you said. It's something about my intuition. Like you said, you have better mm-hmm. intuition than you think you do. Yeah. It's funny. I second guess myself all the time like when I meet someone I'm like I don't know about this person and then I'm like oh you're being ridiculous it's fine and then it'll be like something bad will happen and I thought why didn't I just like listen to myself I knew that that was a bad thing and I should have just done that and it it's really cool to hear that just to hear you affirm like maybe you should you're good at this like listen to it you know Absolutely. You have a really good intuition. And I feel like almost like spirit might speak to you. I mean, like if there is a passed on loved one, I'm sure they're with you. I'm sure they guide you. Maybe you have dreams. Maybe you feel things. Maybe you see like a feather on the floor and you know something. There's a message. I don't know. Repeating numbers, whatever it is that you see, understand that that's there for a reason. And you really do have a good intuition. Just don't, you know, don't disguise it. Like it's, it's cool. Like just, just follow your gut. You know, you're not wrong. Cool. Thank you. So can I ask you? And I, okay. So I was just telling someone that I remember four years ago, you accurate, you accurately predicted the election. And I remember actually predicted the last three elections uh, to happen. Yeah. So, and I don't want to put you on the spot and you totally don't have to do that right now if you don't want to, because I've seen, I don't believe you've publicly done that on your, on your Insta yet. Have you? I did on Twitter. Oh, you um, did? Just to, just to put it out there basically, because you know, I just feel like this election is a little different than past elections only because I think there's just so much happening um, on both sides when it comes to like corruption, you know, like yeah. when it comes to kind of not really knowing like what's really going down, all this kind of stuff, everything's in the news, you know, and it's like you can't even trust the news. It's like it's kind of been a really tough one, but I'll give you like the the lowdown on everybody on both of the candidates, basically. So Donald Trump, right? You want to talk about his chart is literally like. It's like a, a bomb. It's like an explosion. It's like literally he's born on a full moon eclipse, okay? Uh, which is just <laughs> such powerful, crazy energy. It's like literally probably the most intense energy you can have, okay? Mm-hmm. So his son, um, basically in Gemini, is conjunct, which is like basically right next to Uranus, okay? And the North Node in the ha- house in house 10. So house 10 is fame. So he was already from when he was born destined to be famous. Wow. There was a um, a destiny with the North Node as well, or him feeling that it's his destiny to really be in that public eye, like in a big, huge way. Okay, he has a Sagittarius Moon, so he's got that I don't give a fuck attitude. He will tell you straight up if you say Donald, do I look fat in this dress? He will say yes, <laughs> and he will not even blink about that. You know, he will not care. There isn't much compassion with his words which i think is what gets him in trouble even though he has venus and saturn and mercury in cancer so like he should be like tender he actually only shows people the hard shell of the cancer and not the mushy inside he sees showing the heart as a weakness and not as a strength basically that's donald so he has a lot of fans that are actually I want to say behind the scenes. So when it comes to him, you don't know who really supports him because a lot of people are scared to say that they support him due to like all the shit that's going on on the media. Right. Mm -hmm. But he has a lot of fans, but he also has some haters. Like when you can see like, you know, in the chart as well. Now, even in Vedic astrology, which is Indian astrology, he's got what we call a Maga Nakshatra, right? Which is like star power. So how funny is it? Maga. First four. Yeah, the first four words of the the Vedic, you know, aspect is MAGA. And he chose that as his slogan. It's crazy. You can't make this up, okay? Now, Western astrology, his ascendant, like when he was born, what time was on the horizon caused his ascendant to be conjunct this uh, royal fixed star, Regulus. So literally, 
it's like his ascendant was affixed to a royal fixed star, which is kind of what kings are usually born under. And in America, we don't have kings. We have presidents. So there you go. Basically, mm. him being president in 2010 and still being president. Wow. Um, right now, what's happening that's a little bit, um, I guess, scary for him, which obviously we saw. And he, I think he got over, you know, hopefully. I mean, I don't wish bad on anybody. He's basically sat in opposition. So he had the health scare with the coronavirus. Um, I think that being that this planet is moving into his sixth house, it'd probably be there within, I think, six months or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he is right now going through a Saturn opposition, so he may feel a little bit tired and more winded than, than prior in the past. Um, as it moves into his sixth house, I do feel like he may not feel so good um, in the coming years. He may like get, he may slow down a bit, basically, is what I see. Um Taurus full moon coming up on Halloween, basically, okay, is huge because it's conjunct the planet Uranus, which is uh, fast, quick, unexpected things that come out of nowhere, okay? Um, And that right now is in his ninth house, which is kind of like legal dealings and international dealings. So I feel like the media is going to kind of, you know, do more of, you know, he did this internationally, he has this bank account, he has that bank account, he's doing this, he's doing that. I think that's that's going to kind of be the media's focus. We'll get to Joe, too, because his is even more uh, intense when it comes to this upcoming full moon. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Mars retrograde, they're right in that eighth house. His financials are on display, and that's why. Because they're, basically Mars is attacking its aggression, but it's also assertion, assertion of will. If you want to kind of work out and lose weight, you, you look to Mars, you know, things like that. Okay. It's kind of like action. It's, it's a, when we wake up, we have ambition, we go to work, we do what we got to do. So having Mars retrograding, moving for, moving uh, back, basically makes somebody tired. Um, it makes somebody angry and makes somebody not really focus as much and, and like just feel exhausted you know like it's kind of like we've had this and it's not going away till mid-november but i'm just so glad it's going away in mid-november because you might see people more on edge the past couple months yeah so having that in his financials you know believe it or not that's why all these things are coming out you know in um the media but the other thing is i feel if he wins this election it will be due to that as well because i feel like the turning point has been a lot of uh, people not wanting to be taxed as high as the Democrats want to tax. And I feel like that is actually not only the weakness in the media, but it's also the strength for him this election. Interesting. Basically. Interesting. Yeah. So I think if he would win, it would be due to his dem- Democratic tax plan. Now, I actually see him as probably winning the electoral vote, and I see Biden possibly winning the popular vote due to the, you know, young, progressive um, Gen Z voters, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes to, um, to, to Joe Biden, uh, he's got a very different chart. He's got, you know, a lot of his planets in the 12th house, um, which it's... And also his son is conjunct Venus. So he sees a lot of things in his life that are related to feelings and emotions. So he actually cares deeply about, you know, his family, about the people in it, which is why I think you see, you know, sometimes Trump kind of going to that in in debates to kind of maybe disarm him or kind of make him feel weak because that is his weak point, like his family and things like that. Mm. Also just having so many things happening. Also having, I think Uranus in the sixth house, you know, having like oppositions in that way, um, squares with other planets. He just has more of, he has, have, has had more of a behind the scenes role in his political career. And he would be more the person to not feel um, that he wants to be forthright with his feelings and emotions at all times. It's like people don't really know. Like, is he telling the truth? Is he hiding something? Is he really, does he really feel this way? It's because of all the planets in the 12th house that makes somebody almost like a mystery to others. Because also he has that Scorpio, um, you know, sign. Scorpio, you know, is ruled by Mars, but also ruled by Pluto. So there's a lot of transformations that have happened in his life. There's a lot of crises that have happened in his life. I think his son passed away. I think he had like an old wife or, or lover or something also pass away. Yeah. So all of these things kind of shifted him and changed him into the person he was. Also having that Saturn in the seventh house. The seventh house is open enemies. You know what I mean? It's not somebody that's a hidden enemy. It's like an open enemy. So like he has a lot of people that 
do not feel like you could do the job. Um, also, like when you're looking at the 12th house, it's very like hidden. Like um, that's why they're probably saying people are calling him like sleepy. You know what I mean? Like they don't really know like if he has the stamina to withhold like what you know, say like Trump has like this brute force, like he's like, what you see is what you get, like doesn't give a shit if he sounds like an asshole. Mm -hmm. But Biden, on the other hand, does. He does care. He cares about that. He cares about, you know, how people view him. He cares about how people see him. He cares about like the the heart and soul of the United States. I will give him that. You know what I mean? He does really feel that way. Um, Moving forward, I just feel like, you know, he's got a lot of difficult aspects. And when it comes to even uh, Donald Trump, the Gemini North node, right now, the node is in Gemini. So when you see a North node from birth and a North node um, transit, which is happening in the sky now, coincide with each other, it's almost like a destiny to kind of, you know, fulfill what he wants to fulfill. Now, I mean, that alone wouldn't win him the election, but I think, like, his chart is stronger than Joe's, basically. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, I think there's just so many factors, too. And you even have, like, the vice presidents, too. I mean, I think... um, Kamala is like a Libra with an Aries. She does have a very strong chart. I think the her whole chart just screams like progressive energy, which is why she's kind of like a champion of the progressive movement. I think when it comes to Pence, he's more, um, his chart's more conservative, but he is a Gemini. So he does feel like even though he speaks and communicates very clearly and like calmly at the end of the day he has a lot of planets that almost like stifle his expression so that's why people see him as kind of stoic when he's speaking um even when it comes when it comes to biden it's it's more like he likes to joke around you know like when he like kind of pulled out like the songs on his on his thing i think i was listening to leo king last night he was even bringing that up too about how biden has more of like a childlike like fun loving like smiley kind of uh humorous side to him that not a lot of people see and i think a lot of people connect more to that than when he tries to be super serious you know what i mean so i agree completely I yeah, I think, like, you know, people like the humorous side of him. People people used to love, like, the memes of, like, him and Obama, like, when Obama was leaving office, you know, like, yeah. uh, joking around with each other. I thought that was, like, such a phenomenon, like, in media. Like, I thought it was hilarious, you know? Like, I, I used to enjoy those memes, like, greatly. And I think a lot of people like that as well. And if they actually saw that, like, the heart side of him, you know, the side of him that really does care about humanity, I think, and, and jokes around, I think they would be a little bit more receptive to that than his serious side. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So um, can I ask you, like, just Mm -hmm. for this, like, just ignore my telephone in the background. That's fine. Um, Going forward in, I guess, like, everyone's charts, like, what's happening with the planets? Like, is there, I I guess I'm looking for answers, like, when is the pandemic going to end? And are people going to get better? And are we going to start getting along as a country? Like, what's going on in the next couple months? Not really sure about getting along as a country right now. I actually see (laughs) it getting worse. Um, And I only say that because there's two eclipses coming up, right? There's two eclipses coming up, and one of them um, is November, and the next is in December. And I feel like a lot of them, it's Gemini-Sagittarius axis, right? So, uh a lot of like communication and a lot of like belief systems, you know, so like everybody has different belief systems. So when it comes to everything going on now, um, especially I think the race issue might blow up a little bit further. Unfortunately, really? I see that. Yeah, I, I do see that basically this weekend coming up. Okay. Like I was looking at the U S chart. Let's see if I can pull that up too. Um, the U S Sibley chart has the, the ascendant of Sagittarius okay so like when your ascendant is Sagittarius it's like your identity it's what you show the world when you have an eclipse hitting that so like within just like a few degrees basically you have something pretty big happening when it comes to what do you believe like what are you linked to I want to know before I I I talk to you I want to know before I'm your friend you know that kind of thing yeah so there's a lot of division going on you know And when those eclipses hit something so deep, I feel like there's almost a shift. And now not only that, Pluto, I believe, is going through, the United States will go through their Pluto return next February, I believe. And it's going to be 
transformation in such a huge way. But the thing, the thing that happens with this is that Pluto transforms usually after like a dark night of the soul, you know, after like something happening to shake everybody, like, you know, basically George Floyd, you know, something similar, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like everybody opened the news and was like, Oh my God, what just happened? You know, like something like that, you know? So it's possible. I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen. God forbid, I would never want that, you know, but when it comes to Pluto, it's a big shakeup, like the whole entire um, country and even world ends up kind of feeling some sort of way and wants to have a movement to shift that, you know? Um, so I think after March of next year, things may normalize, you know, a vaccine will come out. I don't, um, advise people getting it right away. I think maybe after like the third round would be safe third, Mm. fourth round, something like that, because I do see a lot of things happening, when it comes to health, it could even come out soon. You know what I mean? Because you got the USA's sixth house of health service, illness, um, health, uh, routines, fitness, physical stuff. Um, this moon coming up on, on Halloween, uh, conjunct Uranus and Taurus is in the sixth house of the United States chart. So there is going to be something having to do with, um, maybe health coming coming forward maybe there is gonna be some kind of vaccine you know maybe there is gonna be you know that um drug that was gonna get approved that i think trump took uh, when he had the virus so these kinds of things definitely will come up i think all taurians you are a taurus your husband's a taurus i think laying low this weekend is probably best just because you're honest is hitting so you know so deeply into that that moon um it's it's really close to each other things can happen unexpectedly so just be careful you know don't put any sharp objects around um when it comes to driving you know if it's horrible weather don't go fast that those kinds of things you know just take precautions i'm not saying anything bad's gonna happen i'm just saying like those are the things that you'd want to take precautions you know with so yes i think like you know 2021 things do start to shift around the springtime getting a little bit better it's going to be better than 2020 i don't see it being a miraculous saving amazing year that everyone's gonna like you know overnight thrive you know the economy might still need some help things like that but once we start moving past like 2022 2023 i think 2023 will probably be the best year we've seen really moving forward to that yeah i think it's going to be really good i think it's going to take a little time to get back to what we need to get to but you know whatever has to be let go of is going to be let go of whenever it needs to you know be walked towards is going to be walked towards and you know things everything's going to be okay it's just going to take a little bit of time 2023 is very far away it is but (laughs) i'm not saying that things are not going to get better they are i think they're going to get worse before they get better that's kind of like how i see it i see i do see possibility of riots even after the election no matter who wins you know what i mean Mm. it's like you know just because i see it as astrology doesn't mean that it's it's the it's the it's the bible basically you know it is what it is you know like so many things are at play right now there's free will too you know of of people you know going out there and and picking whatever they want to pick but i do think that it's been like i feel like so many people have so many things hanging on this you know yeah Um, and the way that the the posts are and the way that the media is it's just it's, it's actually exhausting a lot of times you know yeah and um i really hope and pray that people can just put their differences aside and try to understand each other as opposed to trying to break each other down, you know, on social media or anywhere else, you know, and just kind of, um, kind of try to get along and try to just understand each other's points of view and, and learn how to argue diplomatically as opposed to just going at each other in an ugly way, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I wish everyone had that attitude. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my Mars is in Libra, so I'm very fair. <laughs> That's one thing about oh, me. Oh, well, know, I know that so. about you for sure. Yeah, totally. But, like, other people, I think like, even other astrologers have just been, like, very, like, one side or the other, which is pretty crazy because I think it kind of repels a lot of people from that kind of outlook. You know, I just, I just like, try to keep it professional. You know, I do make my predictive, you know, astrology quips and stuff like that, but it's all just based on what I'm seeing in the chart. It's not based on what I feel or believe, you know. What are your thoughts on when the pandemic will be over, when restrictions will be lifted? Honestly, I think it'll be sometime next year, but I don't think it's going to be fully like a straight line. I think it's going to be a wobbly line. I think it's going to be in and out. You know, I think like the numbers will go up November, December, probably go back down in the spring you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and I, I don't see the the united states shutting down completely again you know like completely completely i think it's still gonna be like 
you know, let's control ourselves. Let's be careful. You know, maybe like, you know, things that are not essential, whatever that means, you know, I mean, at this point, liquor stores are essential. So, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but you know, yes. it's, it's not going to be a straight line. It's not going to be like, okay, on this day, it's going to end, you know, because even when the, when the vaccine comes out, you know, unless people's jobs mandate it, I don't think people are going to be running to get something that has not been thoroughly, you know, um, the pharmacokinetics of it have not been studied, you know, like everything else, you know, yeah. like, so it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's happening so quickly. I think the first round of one of the um, pharmaceutical companies like caused some spinal issues or something like that. So they took it off and, yeah. you know, people are going back and forth, but I do think like there's, there's a few companies that, that have stuff coming out and maybe it's not just the vaccine. Maybe it's the, it's the drug that, um, that that was taken by some of the politicians that got it that that got them over it so maybe that you know that something like that comes out first mm. well i feel a little bit better after talking to you <laughs> i'm glad that you feel better <laughs> how i can, strive for that every day how can everyone find you it's just uh, at astromagi a-s-t-r-o-m-a-j-i um on instagram and twitter and also um, astromagi.com for my website awesome and you do virtual sessions and you're taking new clients I'm doing virtual sessions. I have a wait list for clients. You I do? Probably into 2021. Yes, I have about 50 people on the wait list right now. Oh, well, thank you for making time for me. Of course. And <laughs> We've known oh, each other long enough. I know. I really appreciate it. And just quickly, I saw something on your Insta today. What are these like products you're making? Oh, I make um, attraction sprays. So basically, it's like a bunch of like, you know, um, herbs and essential oils and um, you know, flowers and things like that to just create like a really nice ambiance, like, you know, for the person to, that wants to manifest, you know, spraying it on themselves, spraying it in the car, spraying it on the bed, stuff like that. It just like attracts really good vibes, you know, financially good, uh, manifestations as well as love. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to text you about that. That sounds like something. Yes. Really cool. <laughs> Get you one of those. <laughs> Miss Bashir causing really good things in their life so you listen if it's not broken I'm not gonna fix it (laughs) well I can always take more love you know yes and I like stuff that smells good because I'm sitting in my house all the time yes (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Maggie I'll be in touch okay you're so welcome you're the best have a great one bye-bye you too bye how fun was that I don't know about you but I feel a little bit better about Maybe November, maybe the end of the year. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like what she said about 2023 being the greatest year. I'm like, that's really fucking far away. But I do think it's nice to hear maybe there's a plan up in the stars somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it made, you, it made me feel a little bit better. I just feel out of control, and if I know what's ahead, maybe I can prepare myself a little bit for it. So, anyway, if you want to follow her, her name is Astro Maggi. I've said it three times, but A-S-T-R-O-M-A-J-I. It's a really fun follow on Instagram. I think she said she had a wait list, but she does tarot card readings every day, and you can, like, respond, and she'll be, like, she'll, she'll pick you at random or... Um, you can get on her list, and I think I'm going to buy some of her, her sprays. I'm going to spray some shit in here and maybe attract some goodness. Anyway, a big thank you to my friend, Astro Maggi. You're the best. Keep watching TV because it's all we've got, and have a happy Halloween, okay? No matter what you're going to do, try to be safe about it, and, uh, you know... Don't go to a big party on a riverboat with a Trump flag on it and give everyone coronavirus, okay? Just try to chill. Just chill out. Have some candy with your little friends and your, you know, maybe sit outside. We're all trying to stay in school here, all right? I love you. Have a great weekend, everybody.